You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. I uh, appreciate you joining us. It is Tuesday, November 9th, and we're going to try to uh, cover a lot of ground in today's episode. Want to get back into uh, the Baylor game a little bit in segment two and just the performance of Chandler Morris, which was pretty incredible. He got some accolades today. What does it mean for this team moving forward? Does it mean anything with a new coaching staff coming into play next year? We'll discuss that. Uh, we'll close out the show with a little TCU soccer talk. Uh, Coach Eric Bell and his squad, they won a Big 12 tournament title over the weekend. They won the Big 12 regular season title. And they are now ready to start uh, the NCAA tournament as a national seed. So we'll break down their matchup and where they are in the bracket in segment three. But I want to start today with some coaching search talk. And uh, there's it's a fluid situation, as all coaching searches are. There's new information out there every day, which is someone who follows the program and there's not a ton of stories around TCU football that are constantly updating like this, so I, I do find it uh, fun and interesting. It's just nice to have this going on, even though um, it's atypical, obviously, for this group because it's been 20-some-odd years since there actually was a head coaching search for the football team. But one thing that, that has seemed to reach a consensus among the insiders on this, which I would say is Drew Davidson and Jeremy Clark, is that the Frogs have narrowed down their search to uh, like a top three. And the identity of these three people in the top three has not been revealed. Uh, but I think it's safe to say, given kind of the smoke around the names that have been mentioned, how often they've been mentioned, uh, Sonny Dykes and Billy Napier are in that group. And then, you know, Deion Sanders, his name's obviously come up. Uh, they interviewed Tony Elliott. They've apparently spoken with Brett Venables, defensive coordinator at Clemson. Tony Elliott, the offensive coordinator at Clemson. Um, you know, Jamie Chadwell is a name that's come up, but I haven't really seen anything of substance as far as there is mutual interest there. But a name that started to emerge yesterday uh, that I did not expect to be involved in the search is Matt Campbell, head coach at Iowa State. Um, Matt Campbell started his playing career and coaching career at Mountain Union, a Division three school in Ohio. Uh, he went on to get a job at Toledo. It's been a few seasons there, did a really nice job, had a couple of nine-win seasons, got them to a few bowl games, and then moved on to Iowa State in 2016. Um, he has been 41-31 and 31 at Iowa State overall, but after going 3-9 and nine in his first year, he's gone 8-5, 8-5, 7-6, 9-3, and, five, and six, nine and, three, and they are sitting at 6-3 and three this season. And Iowa State is a program that's never won a conference championship. I mean, there is literally no history there. So, an incredible turnaround. Um, I mean, on the surface, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me why he would have interest. I mean, I think TCU's a great job. I only say that because Matt Campbell seems like more of a Midwest dude. He seems like more of a Big Ten guy. Uh, if he was ever going to make that jump from Iowa State. I know Ohio State is the job that everyone's kind of presumed 
as his dream job. Um, but man, if if they somehow ended up with Matt Campbell, like if there is some actual legs to this story, I think that's an absolute home run because you have a, a, a coach who has proven that he can win. He's proven that he can win at a place that doesn't have a bunch of inherent advantages. Uh, I think he would be in a better situation at TCU recruiting-wise, building a program-wise, but he would still, um, at least in the current Big 12, sort of be behind the eight ball resources-wise as compared to a few other Blue Blood programs in the league. But Matt Campbell's a really, really good coach. I mean, he is just a good football coach. He runs, you know, he's a defensive coach. His teams are hard-nosed, they're physical, they're fundamentally sound. Uh, similar to Gary Patterson, he had an innovative defensive scheme that he developed along with a good staff. You know, they run the 3-3-5, three, three, three down linemen, three linebackers, five people in the back end of the secondary. Um, and the philosophy of if you can get to the passer, if you can have a consistent pass rush with three down linemen, then it gives you a lot of flexibility in the second and third level of your defense to mix and match, to bring blitzes when you want to, to play, uh, you know, some max coverage in certain situations where you're just sitting back and trying to force the quarterback to fit the ball into tight windows. Um, and that's become the rage around the league is, is kind of going to more of that open style, those, those three down linemen concepts and using your DBs and your linebackers and some more hybrid roles, using athletes to come downhill and make plays. That's what Gary did in the four two, with the 4-2-5. Uh, he is a process-oriented, program-oriented coach, and I think he would be a great fit for TCU. The, the funny thing is that Jeremiah Gennady, now we'll see how much stock he actually puts in the statement when a hire happens, but when he was naming off credentials for the next TCU head football coach, one thing that he mentioned was an offensive mind, like someone who is more on uh, that side of the ball, more hands-on on that side of the ball, innovating, finding ways to score. Um, that's not who Matt Campbell is. I mean, their offense at Iowa State has been good. They're really good running back in Brees Hall. Brock Purdy um, has been sort of a roller coaster, but he makes plays. They're incredibly efficient but they're not necessarily explosive. Um, all that being said, I think if he actually has real deal interest in the job, then you got to find a way to make it happen. Uh, we'll talk more about Billy Napier and Sonny Dykes throughout the week, but I think Matt Campbell, if this is real and he actually has any sort of interest in talking about the job in Fort Worth, uh, that's a big deal because that shows you that you have some pull uh, you know, across the country, you have some pull with respected coaches who see an opportunity here in the Metroplex. Um, so another quick coaching note, Joe McGuire, who is associate head coach at Baylor. He's taking the job at Texas Tech. So that name is off the board. Didn't really feel like TCU and Joe McGuire ever um, got any traction. But Joey, former high school football coach at Cedar Hill, and then moved on to start coaching in college under Matt Rule there at Baylor, has done a really good job. I think he'll be a pretty good fit at Texas Tech. So the Red Raiders have their man, and he is starting immediately. I already saw today that he's getting some offers out, trying to get their recruiting going uh, on his first few days on the job. Okay, a uh, quick break, and then we will get to segment two where we'll talk some more 
about what happened on the field on Saturday. But first, I want to tell you about prize picks. Do you love fantasy sports? Do you love fantasy football? I'm back in the fantasy football world for the first time in a long time this year, and I'm enjoying it. I'm having a blast. Uh, prize picks is one of our new sponsors, and they allow you to play daily fantasy games anytime, all the time. Use the promo code Locked On and uh, get a special deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. They will match your deposit that you put in. Um, you can pick two to five players and have an over/under on their projections. Uh, there's all kinds of games you can play at Prize Picks. It allows mixed sports entries. Um, it offers more college football props than anyone in the world. Uh, PrizePicks.com. Again, use the promo code Locked On and get that sweet deposit bonus. Again, that is Prize Picks. All right, here we go. Uh, locked on Horn Frogs. TCU taking on Oklahoma State this weekend will be a tough game. Um, night game in Stillwater. Uh, they're unveiling a statue for Barry Sanders. A lot of energy around that program right now. They're trying to go undefeated. Mark Cohen dropped a pretty amazing fact today. Um, and let me see if I can pull it up so I don't butcher it. But there is some history between Jerry Kill and Oklahoma State head football coach Mike Gundy. Um, Jerry Kill's first coaching job was at Midwest City High School in Oklahoma in 1984. And the team's quarterback was Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy. Uh, Gundy was asked about this later day, and he said Jerry Kill was also his biology teacher. But Mike Gundy apparently was not the best student in the world. He was just trying to get to uh, practice, either football practice or baseball practice. He played both in high school. So that's just a cool random note uh, for this game. Gary Kill and Mike Gundy have some history. He'll actually coach Gundy in high school. Um, but back to what happened on the field for TCU. So Saturday – was incredible. You get a, a big win over your biggest rival in a game that you should, you probably should have lost. Huge plays all around. Quentin Johnson had a big game. Really, the receiving core in general was great. Blair Conright made some things happen. That's a name we haven't heard nearly enough this year. Uh, Quincy Brown got more involved in the offense. Um, Tay Barber, again, had clutch catches. That's what he's done his entire time at TCU. Uh, Amari Di Mercado made a few plays. The defense hung in there. They forced turnovers. They got it done. But the story of the day was Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris today was named Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week after 461 yards passing. You saw Doug Meacham really open things up and just throw it all over the place, which was a refreshing change of pace. It was pretty obvious, especially once Kendra Miller went down in the second series of the game that it was, going to, it was going to be very difficult for TCU to run the ball. It was going to be tough sledding. And they they attempted enough runs, or, or they had enough rushing attempts, that it sort of kept the defense honest. But they weren't just trying to pound their head into a brick wall all afternoon long against a pretty stout Baylor defensive front. And Chandler Morris made some plays in the run game as well. Um, you know, I, I think some of this was – a Baylor team that wasn't prepared for him to just walk out there and start slinging the ball around all over the place. But Chandler also made some throws that were pretty incredible on Saturday afternoon. I mean, that were legit, just kind of throw your hands in the air. 
if you're the defense, nothing we can do about that. We just got to get ready for the next play. Um, he had a few of those on Saturday. So big test coming up with Oklahoma State. They have a great defense. They have been – they've had a huge identity shift in the past couple of years. Obviously, Mike Gundy known more as an offensive guy, but they have turned things on its head and become more of a defensive, grinded-out team. They're coming off a 17-3 to win over West Virginia. So, you know, can this TCU offense with sort of the mash unit they have, can they continue to make things happen? But here, here's why the Chandler Morris situation is fascinating to me. I think there's no question at this point that he needs to start their games the rest of the year. I felt that way anyway, just because Max was pretty obviously hurt, you know, in that Kansas State game. Like, he just wasn't mobile. He could not get around. He could not make plays inside or outside of the pocket. But also, I mean, Morris was just so incredibly hot on Saturday. I want to see him get more snaps. I want to see him get more chances over the last few weeks of the season. I told I told Matt this yesterday. I said, listen, you know, in some ways it doesn't even really matter what he does because there's going to be an entirely new staff coming in regardless of what happens. And by all accounts, I think that would mean just in general, um, you're going to see a, a more wide open quarterback competition next off season. But if Morris continues to play like this, which is a huge F it's been one game. It was four quarters. If he continues to play like this, though, <laughs> then there's a real dialogue that needs to be had about what happens going forward. Because that was a completely different team on Saturday. And they still left some points on the board. I, I think the scary thing, or not the scary thing, the optimistic thing about what happened in that game was that you scored 30 points. And, I mean, you missed, you had a blocked field goal, you had a field goal that went off the upright, so you make those, it's 36 points. You had some opportunities for touchdowns where you had to settle for three instead. If you pick up one of those, you're talking about potentially putting up 40 points on a Baylor team that coming into that game had not given up 30 or more points to anybody all season long. So this was a totally new-look offense against Baylor, and I want to see how much they carry that over to the Oklahoma State game. Does Doug Meacham still, is he still airing the ball out? Is he still just throwing it all over the place? Um... Can Chandler Moore step up and make plays both in the run game and the pass game, or was Saturday just a fun memory that we'll kind of always have but didn't really indicate anything moving forward? I hope that, you know, there there are some long-term solutions that are found in the next few weeks, even if it's not a change at the quarterback position. But I think that's something to watch. Um, it's just how he finishes out the year and what that means whoever ends up coming in and coaching this team next year. All right, we'll close out with some TCU soccer talk. I did want to mention betonline.ag, though, one of our proud sponsors, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. He runs it. And Lee, I mean, he's he's going to shoot you straight. He's going to help you get money. Um, he's a Vegas veteran. He understands what it takes to get it done. Uh, betonline.ag, give it a try today. Use the promo code Locked On and get a big-time deposit bonus like prize picks. If you're somebody who really enjoys 
the sports wager world. Give betonline.ag a try today. Okay, so TCU Soccer won a Big 12 tournament championship over the weekend. They found out today they are a number four seed. The number one seed in their region is Rutgers. They will take on Prairie View A&M in uh, the first round. And then if they win that, they will get the winner of Princeton and Vermont. And if everything goes chalk, could see Rutgers on the road in New Jersey in the Sweet 16. Really surprised TCU um, ended up as a four seed. You know, there are two losses. One was to Baylor during the regular season. And uh, Baylor was involved in the Big 12 championship race. Also fell to Pepperdine early in the year. You know, had a few ties along the way. But I really think it's silly that they would potentially have to play Rutgers in the Sweet 16. But you have to win the games in front of you first. So good luck to them as they take on Prairie View A&M this weekend and get the NCAA tournament underway. That'll do it for Locked On Horn Frogs. I'll be back tomorrow. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.